Rolling Stones magazine released an updated version of the top 500 albums of all time. A list like this was bound to spark controversy. So I'm here to give my opinion on how these albums stack up. I'm Gibbs, and welcome to the Rolling Review. What is up everybody, Gibbs here with number 490 on the Rolling Stones top 500 greatest albums of all time. This episode, we have Linda Ronstant with Heart Like a Wheel. Heart Like a Wheel was her fifth solo studio album, and it was released in November of 1974, recorded June through September of 1974, at the Sound Factory and Clover Recorders in Los Angeles, Track Recorders in Maryland, Record Plant, and The Hit Factory, New York City, Trident Studios, and AIR Studios in London. The genre of this album is rock and country rock. This would be her last release on Capitol Records, as she had already moved to Asylum Records and released her first album there, but due to a contractual obligation, she had to release Heart Like a Wheel through Capitol Records. Peter Asher was the producer of Heart Like a Wheel. The album contained 10 tracks with four singles, and those singles were You're No Good, I Can't Help It If I'm Still In Love With You, When Will I Be Loved, and It Doesn't Matter Anymore. Although this was the fifth album she put out, this would be widely considered as her breakthrough album, as critics felt like she had really honed her sound and perfected her craft on this album, and it would be her first album to hit number one on the Billboard Top 200 chart, where it would spend four weeks. This album would receive four nominations for Grammy. It won Best Country Vocal Performance by a female for the track I Can't Help It If I'm Still In Love With You. She was also nominated for Album of the Year, Best Pop Vocal Performance by a female, and producer Peter Asher was among the nominees for Producer of the Year. I did really enjoy this album as it had a really good old country sound to it, something that country nowadays have gotten way far away from, as it's almost been more of a pop country feel these days, but this is traditional country sound, great slide steel guitars in it, and you just get that really old-timey feel with it, and she does a great job throughout the album. But like Bonnie Raitt, I knocked this album for the fact that this is an all-covers album for her. I don't know whether it was her choice to do that because she was obligated to do that last record with Capitol Records, so maybe she didn't want to spend a lot of time writing new music and putting it out on a record label that she was no longer going to be a part of and had already moved on from. So maybe she just decided to put out a covers album for that last album just to kind of get it out of the way. But I don't know. I I look down on it for that reason that I look down on Bonnie Raitt's album is it's hard to judge the music and song because, one, I admittingly haven't heard a lot of the original versions of these songs and two she didn't write them you you don't really get you get her spin on it which is good but you don't get any creative 
abilities from her, whether it be the writing of the music or lyrics, and it's just hard for me to judge it based on that. They called this album a rock album and a country album, but with the exception of the first song, You're No Good, the rest of it's just straight country. I didn't pick up on any rock vibes or anything from the rest of it, which I don't care because I enjoyed the album, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe it was mislabeled in that respect. I will comment and say that she has a great voice, and I haven't heard any other work from her, but supposedly this is the album that she found that voice, and she does have very good control over her voice and the power and the vibrato that she uses in it, and even with that first song, the You're No Good, she put a growl into her voice, which I thought was really good and sounded good on the album. So I don't really have any more notes on this album. I know this is kind of a short review, but I just couldn't find myself really getting into reviewing it, knowing that she didn't really write the songs. And to me, personally, it just seemed like it was kind of one of those phone-in albums for making sure that she held up to her obligation to Capitol Records. So I did enjoy this more than Bonnie Raitt's album. So I will put this at 494, but Harry Styles' Fine Line will move up to 490 for now. Again, you can always give me your opinion by emailing me, therollingreview at yahoo.com, or searching on Facebook at The Rolling Review and liking the fan page, where you'll also be able to see the full list of all the albums that we've done so far. Next time... I will be reviewing Phil Spector and various artists, back to mono. Until then, I'm Gibbs, this is The Rolling Review. Stay safe and be kind.